0: And we're live. What's
1: up, heavyweight What's up? champion of the world? How's that feel, man? It's amazing, you know? It's a big blessing. I'm just happy. Does it, does it seem real? It's still, yeah, of course. It's real. Uh, for the first few weeks, the first few days, I was pinching myself to see if it was, <laughs> if it was a dream or nothing. But, you know, I'm just really blessed to be here. What a big Incredible blessings. situation, right? You got. So, so, like, how many weeks out did you find out about the fight? Um. I think it was like a month, a month and two weeks. Wow. A month and two weeks. I messaged Eddie Hearns. I told him, you know what, give me the opportunity. And what do you know? He messaged back. Me and my girl were just all happy, like, whoa. that was crazy. Wow. wow.
0: And you were already in camp, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it wasn't like you, they called no, you out of shape?
1: No, it was um, after my fight against uh, Alexander Dimitrenko. Oh, that's right. How much time did you have off to recover? Um, I just took like a week and a half off. Oh, that's nice. And I went back to the gym, and I was just ready and loose. So it was. It couldn't have happened in a perfect time. That's amazing. Um, do you like it like that, where you
0: just experienced a big fight, so you're already kind of used to the... The being in the ring, being on television, the whole moment of it all, and then boom, it happens again right afterwards.
1: Yeah, of course, you know, because I was already loose, I was already in fight mode. So especially from uh, having the heavyweight champion title, you know, um, the opportunity to get that, it's it was amazing. It was incredible fight, man. It was incredible. Yeah, thank you. It was really
0: amazing. What was amazing was when you got dropped. You kept your composure. You got up, and then he tried to move in for the kill, and then you started landing bombs on him and dropped him. And I remember jumping off the bed while I was watching, going, oh, (laughs) shit. It was wild, man. It was
1: a wild fight. It was my first time getting dropped. And you know what? Um, I don't feel I was super hurt, you know, because when I got dropped, he hit me with a good right hand, and I took it like a champ. But I got up, man, and I just throwing bombs. You have fluid punches,
0: man. I mean, it's it's really interesting to watch. You, you're so efficient. Like the way you throw punches, you're not like grunting and fucking digging like there's a lot of guys that you see there's a, a tremendous amount of energy that's expended every time they throw punches. But you, man, your punches just come in bunches. They just, you just yeah, fire the them combinations, off, man. the oh. combinations
1: that we have been working at the gym, Manny Robles. That's why I had a trainer who throws a lot of combinations as Good at uh, working speed, so I think we click really good together. Well, it's such a big asset for heavyweights because mm-hmm. most
0: heavyweights they're
1: throwing big
0: bombs and they're, they're looking tr- for that mm-hmm. one punch yep yeah and you you just pile them on man mm-hmm. and you're throwing them at all these angles and especially when you get in tight with dudes, you know like when, when you're in tight with dudes in these dog fights your punches are coming at all these different angles
1: and so fluid yeah. it's beautiful to watch man oh thank you man especially with these big guys i love fighting bigger guys you know some one time i, I fought a guy that was shorter than me and it it was kind of hard so imagine uh, me pressuring bigger guys and, and throwing these combinations it, it works for me really good it does, and you're the
0: first ever Mexican heavyweight champion of the mm-hmm. world.
1: Man, <sighs> nah, thanks to God. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I mean,
0: you are in uh, the same league as uh, Cain Velasquez, the first ever mm-hmm. UFC heavyweight champion that was Mexican. Yeah. I mean, that's just uh, that's, that's an incredible honor, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. The love you must be getting from from all the Mexicans. Oh, my
1: gosh. I can't even go to the store without taking so many (laughs) pictures. People are on lines. They get off. uh, Like, say, if I'm in a drive-thru somewhere, they get off uh, of their car and try to take pictures. But it's a blessing, you know. Uh, I really appreciate all my fans, all the supporters. It's amazing, man. And, you
0: know, what was really cool was uh, the post-fight press conference. We were talking about it. Well, you're like, damn, you know, we made it and you 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 know, you're saying we're set. Telling my mom. Yeah, yeah. you're telling your mom, that was beautiful.
1: Yeah. And because a lot of people don't know that we're we're struggling a lot even before this fight, you know, and um going through a lot of the stuff with uh top rank, with Bob Baron, of me not getting a lot of fights, uh, waiting waiting, um, because I had one more fight left with them, so they they didn't want to let me go, so I had to pay my pay it off so thank god you did yeah everything turned around so quick
0: sorry bob (laughs) you fucked up (laughs) yeah well there's a lot of dudes who were not interested in finding you you know Mm -hmm. um i i had seen it was was one of those things where you were incredibly talented and incredibly skilled but you didn't have the biggest name yet Mm -hmm. so there wasn't like a lot of money in it yet but there was a giant risk. And a lot of the insiders were very, very aware of this. You know, guys who really follow boxing were very aware of this. And coming into that fight, like, I talked to a lot of people that are, like, big boxing fans. And they're like, that dude is a live dog. Mm -hmm. Like That's a live dog. Like, I mean, for sure, Anthony Joshua is a bad motherfucker. He's a big, giant, muscular dude. Looks like Adonis. But they were like, Andy Ruiz is a live dog. He can win that fucking fight It's pie. cause when
1: they see me, they're like, Oh, look at this chubby kid, man. He he's gonna get tired really fast. He's he's gonna get knocked out. But the real people that know about boxing, they they know the the skills that I have, the movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could get a little bit more fit and um more leaner, you know, get the the um like the extra fat, turn it into muscle. I'd love to do that, you know. But the thing is people love you because you're kind of chubby. <laughs> yeah, cuz I am me. <laughs>
0: well, it's also you you like you like hey, you know, people that like go to the beach and don't want to take their shirt off, you're like, "Fuck, man. Yeah. Andy Ruiz is kind of built
1: like me." Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and he's the champ of the world. Yeah, give Give these big guys confidence. You it know? D- it, yeah. it makes
0: a big deal. Like you remember when Butterbean? Well, Butterbean was obviously never a champ, but you know people used to champ, love Butterbean it. because he was this big fat guy who would fuck people
1: up. You know what? I took a picture with uh, Butterbean when I was like, like, I think I was like five years old, six years old in Tijuana. He fought over there, and he was a, a big guy, man, big guy. He was a tank, man. Mm-hmm. And that that dude had some fucking power. Yeah, no, he, he would starch out. people. You know, I mean, he
0: really couldn't go past four or five rounds, but he would put a fucking beating on you for four rounds. Did, yeah. You ever seen when Johnny Knoxville from uh, that that crazy asshole decided yeah, to he actually jackass? made him
1: bleed or something? Oh on my the god!
0: Well, he they, yeah. he let him punch him for some crazy re- reason. He decided to try to box with butterbean. and Butterbean <laughs> just brained him. It was That's it was funny. not good. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to people,
1: man. No, I'm gonna <laughs> sign a waiver for so.
0: You're sitting pretty right now, man. I mean, you're at the top of the heap. You're the champ. And you're you're the most popular champ right now because you're the guy who pulled off the giant upset Mm. over the Olympic gold medalist, the fucking, the man, Anthony Joshua. You knock him out. And, like, the, everyone is sitting there chomping at the bit. There's Wilder, who's, you know, probably the greatest knockout artist in the history of the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. And then there's Tyson Fury and Tyson Fury and Wilder trying to figure it out. And Tyson Fury's now in a different organization. It's so hard to make the matches work now. It's like, what happens next for you? You
1: know, um, what's going to be next is the, the rematch against me and Anthony Joshua. We're still negotiating. Um... But there's definitely going to be the rematch this year. Exciting fight, uh, but yeah. But uh, Wilder, you know, uh, Wilder. Me and him are on the same team. I had a a little interview with him over there at the Pacquiao fight, and really cool dude. He's very we, cool. Yeah, he's really cool. We respect each other, and um, but that that'll be a good fight too. You know, between yeah. me and him, I love that. Well. I mean, people
0: knew who he was before, but goddamn that Tyson Fury fight put him on the map. What a yeah, crazy, crazy fight. That was a really good fight. fight.
1: I was there, too. I was like, man, I want to be in that position. I want to be champion. It kind of motivated me, you know, being yeah. in there.
0: Well, you know, and then his the the fight with Brazil afterwards where he, he flatlined oh, man, the, man. that one punch. He's an interesting guy, man. He's so interesting. You know his story that he didn't even start boxing until he was like 20-something years old. Mm-hmm. And he really started doing it because of his daughter, because his daughter has medical issues. Got into the Olympic team, won a bronze medal a year and a half into boxing. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's nuts, man. Yeah, but he's blessed,
0: you know. Yeah. Blessed. Like you, man. hmm I mean, this <laughs> is it. It's got to be a crazy feeling now. But like six months ago. You're the struggling boxer, you know, trying to make ends meet, you know, working your way up, very respected, but you don't have that big name yet. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, you get the opportunity of all opportunities.
1: I think that's what I need is just the opportunity and be hungry, you know. At, from having nothing to wanting to want uh, something, you know, in yeah. life, it, it's a big motivation, especially me. I have five kids, so. Damn, I how old of, are you? I'm 29 Wow, 29. five
0: kids started early. I know, but Mexican style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mexican style. Beautiful. Exactly. Well hey man, your five kids are sitting pretty now, man. Yeah. That's sitting beautiful. Thank you. So you uh
1: there's a rematch that is in negotiation now. How much can you tell us? Um that is gonna be in December, sometime December. Uh um uh There's gonna be. It's gonna come out pretty soon, you know. I don't want to say. I I can't me I did tell you, but I'm not telling anybody. No, don't tell nobody. Cameras are off. (laughs) Yep. But it's gonna be this year. It's gonna be an exciting fight. Me and Anthony Joshua rematch. uh, But um, the the words gonna come out soon. Where's gonna be at? If anything, I'll message you and be like, "Oh, you already know. Actually, already know."
0: (laughs) Well, um, so now going into this rematch is there anything that you're going to do differently i mean um, you know obviously now that he's well aware you're a big threat mm-hmm. you know he's going to think about you i mean i'm sure he was aware you were a threat before but when you stopped him and you became the first guy to beat him i mean that that i mean that changes history
1: mm-hmm. i think what we're going to do uh, um, we're, we're getting a big house over there in Mexico somewhere in the in the nowheres, you know, so we're gonna have a uh a camp, you know, a close camp. So we're just gonna be really focused for this fight. We're not underestimating him or anything. Um, you know, we just gotta work hard and do it again. Show show people what I'm capable of
0: now. How much changes now that you're the the champ? Do you have um Do you change anything in your camp and, as far as your strength and conditioning, as far as uh, nutrition,
1: yeah. or um? As long as we have all the team, you know the stuff that we need. The nutritionist, the chef, uh the um, the coaches, you know the all the all the stuff that I need to to win this fight. Especially training, you know that that's the main thing. Training is thing, discipline and and um, you know praying to God.
0: Now, um, coming into the fight with Joshua the first time, did you have a nutritionist? Did you have a strength and conditioning coach? I did. I
1: did have one. Um, The plan was not to lose too much weight, you know, because Mm -hmm. the guy is really big. You know, I I wanted to be heavy so I could carry his weight. And, you know, it it worked for my favor. But I think the main thing that I'm going to do, I might do a little bit of weight just to tighten up a little bit. uh, But just stay busy. That's the main thing.
0: Do you worry about, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it? Like, there have been guys before that have made changes in the way they prepare. And those changes, like, maybe fuck with their confidence, or
1: they didn't feel as good, they didn't they didn't perform the same way? No, I don't think we're going to be changing too much of, of that stuff, you know? As long as we're training, we have the good sparring. Just, just exactly what we did for the last fight, I think that's what we're going to be doing. Just more intense. Now, do you have a guy that monitors your heart rate? Do they, do they take, like, logs of,
0: like, what your resting heart rate is when you get up in the morning, and your heart rate variability and all that kind of shit? No, nah, they
1: don't, they don't nah. do that. I'm kind of just old school, old school, you know? old school you know We work hard wake up run train uh eat good for like four or five days and we have our little cheat meals you know but you know just just have a happy camp you know this is heavyweight camp like it's everybody yeah heavyweight camp's nice no weight cutting now what kind of food they have you eating um right now i'm just uh just eating light you know um Sandwiches uh, Sandwiches Steaks Yeah I just ate a sandwich Before I came on So
0: Well the beautiful thing About being heavyweight Is you don't have to worry About your weight But it's in terms of Optimal performance Mm -hmm, Like when your chef Has you in camp What kind of meals um, They feed you Well
1: everything Chicken Meat uh, I try not to eat Too much meat You know Mm -hmm. It takes too long To digest I get constipated Can't (laughs) shit Comfortable (laughs) But um everything, you know, vegetables, uh a lot of white rice. They tell they tell me not to eat too much white rice, but I like white rice. Now, do they have you taking supplements or anything like that? You know what, well, for this fight I wasn't taking a lot of supplements, just multivitamins, um, something to get me through the the training. Um yeah, basically.
0: And what kind of strength and conditioning shit they have you doing? Are you running?
1: Are you running, doing, like, sprinting, plios? um, doing explosive stuff, uh, a lot of mid-work, a lot of mid-work. I think that's one of my favorite things at the gym, sparring, beating people up, and doing mid-work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course,
0: right? Now, you, you had an extensive amateur career, too, man, which is, a, I think, a, a lot of like how you're so well-schooled. You,
1: know? you know what? That, that helped me a lot, you know? Um, <clears throat> I first started training when I was six years old, and I, wow. I trained for a whole year. And when I was seven years old, I had my first amateur fight. Um, I was always this big chubby kid where uh, there wasn't people at my age at that weight so I always had to fight bigger guys and you know, older guys so my first fight I won but they gave it to the other guy at 12 years old fighting a 7 year old so
0: but you got I, robbed.
1: Man. Uh-huh. I got robbed. I feel you I, I robbed did. your first fight. And I and I have the video too. Oh, just put that that's shit online. Right, yeah. <laughs> Let the internet yeah. decide. Mhm.
0: Wow. So your first fight at 7 years old. That's incredible, man. That's there's no substitute for that. Guys who get into combat sports young, that's the guys who have what I was talking about that you possess before, that sort of fluidity, mm-hmm. the efficiency to punches. It's like you you develop
1: throwing punches. I think it's know? all muscle memory type of, you know, um a lot of mail work and just working hard man working hard and this is a sport that i love you know i've been doing this is the only thing that i know so thank god that it paid off well it's <laughs> just it's uh, it's such
0: an amazing story i love a story like that it's such a rocky story such a cinderella story
1: a cinderella it's amazing well yeah everybody underestimated me they're they're just waiting for me to to get knocked down and then when they when they see me get knocked down they're like oh and it's crazy that the announcers were were saying oh anthony's a great finisher look at how he's gonna finish them and what do you know end up getting them with the with the (laughs) hook yeah it was crazy how many times you watched the fight um probably like 30 times 30 <laughs> times and i still got more more to see you know because when he got me with the uppercut and the hook um i was kind of i was kind of being on the lazy mode you know uh mm-hmm. i think i need to put my gear up more and move ahead more
0: well he's a big
1: powerful motherfucker
0: but he's an outside fighter he likes to fight on the outside and, mm-hmm. and drop big power punches and that's where it became apparent that, like, when you're in the dogfight, when you guys are in tight, you have that advantage mm-hmm. of the fluidity and efficiency
1: and I your think angles. I think it's the speed that I kind of messed them up, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not just a one, two, three fighter uh, puncher, you know, I, I try to throw more than, than one or two punches, so...
0: No, dude, you, you, know, you throw
1: hailstorms, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit coming your way Thank from all you, kinds man. of angles. It's awesome, man. So you're in this amazing position now. Um, when you're you're headed into this fight, how long did it take to negotiate the rematch? I'm sure you had um, some sort of a
1: contract clause, right? Yeah, we had a contract clause. Uh, We've just been going back and forth, you know, with my team and their team. Because uh, they, they were trying to get you to go to England. Yeah, but no. And you were like, I don't want to say in
0: America, mm-hmm. but there's some, we don't we
1: can't say what's happening. I, I'd love to have it back over there at the Madison Square Garden, you know. Oh, yeah. I'd love to run it back. And Fun, but how about the Staples Center? The Staples Center, that's what I said too in one one of the interviews. But Or Vegas? Vegas would have been great too. Yeah. Right. But it, wherever it is, it's going to be an, an amazing fight, an amazing venue. So, But tune in, the, the announcement is going to be in soon.
0: Now is this uh, gonna be on the zone again? On the zone, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so nice. You can just watch it on app. Yeah, watch on your phone, watch on a laptop. And um, when you see the rest of the heavyweight division, I mean, what a crazy, exciting time for boxing. Boxing comes in these waves, right? Mm -hmm. Where like there's waves of awesome shit happening. Right now is a hot wave. Canelo's hot. You know, Manny just won the title at 40 Mm -hmm. years old. You know, Triple G and Canelo, they're I'm talking about having back. another
1: fight. It's so amazing yeah. right now. It's like boxing is on fire. It is, you know. And I'm just blessed being there and in, in, in the top ten, you know, and having the, the unified heavyweight champions. But, you know, uh, I'm willing to fight anybody. As soon as I... Um, when the the rematch I'm willing to fight Tyson Fury, Wilder or anybody, you know. That's all. Well, listen, there's never been a time that I can recall where there's four legitimate
0: heavyweight champions mm-hmm. that everybody thinks of like, look, Anthony Joshua could have been the man. You know, Tyson Fury could be the man, Wilder could be the man, you could be the man. Who's the fucking man? It's like <laughs> no one knows. It's not like during the Tyson era, it was like Tyson and everybody else was just just waiting to get murked you know like there's been times where there was a standout fighter but when you when joshua beat klitschko it was apparent that joshua was the guy but then as wilder started piling up bodies it's like damn maybe wilder's the guy and then tyson fury comes back you know like a lot of people had written tyson fury off after Mm -hmm. the klitschko fight they were like you know he kind of went crazy almost committed suicide and all these mental health problems now he seems super happy and healthy and so it's this incredible incredible time for boxing where you have like in terms of star power and in terms of like p- the public interest i can't recall a time in my life
1: where there's been four dudes who were at the top of the heap like mm-hmm. this yeah uh, tyson free is a good guy too you know i love his personality yeah. his energy and you know what if I, if if I want to see that fight again, Wilder and Fury, you know? Yeah. I think that was a really good fight. I think it was really close. If Wilder wouldn't have knocked him down in the last round, I think uh, Tyson Fury was winning in my eyes. I think so, too. And I think you could make an argument
0: that he still won, even mm-hmm. though he got knocked down twice in the yeah, fight. Got Yeah, it's still you make a good argument that he still won the decision. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think he did, but I didn't have a problem with the decision just because... of the the action and the way Wilder knocked him down in that final round like what the fuck Mm -hmm. how did he get up that was what was crazy like when Wilder like threw his uh, his thumb across his throat and he thought fuck it's over and he's shaking his hips like he thought it was over (laughs) and then Tyson Fury just
1: rises from the dead like a fucking zombie it's just it's crazy man in the heavyweight division you know it only takes one punch to change the whole game the whole the whole fight you know and that's the beauty of it it
0: is the beauty of it. Now, what is it like, like getting accustomed to all this recognition? Now I know you got this new ice, you got an AR hanging from oh, your yeah. neck, <laughs> spending a little of that heavyweight uh, championship I money. Old
1: jeweler. Uh, yeah, I Yeah, uh, I mean, dude, you're. I mean, you, your whole life is like shifted. Like, what it, does that feel like? It feels good, you know, just getting the stuff that I always wanted, you know, seeing a lot of famous uh, people having nice stuff, you know. And uh, Thanks to God, now I could just get it for myself and for my family, for my kids, my mom. What kind of I have, car are
0: you driving now?
1: Um, I have a Rolls Royce oh! outside. Uh-huh. And Dude,
0: I, you stepped uh, right up. You yeah. didn't even fuck around. You didn't even try a BMW first.
1: <laughs> no, I already had that before. <laughs> yeah. What were you driving before you won the title? Um, I had a Porsche. I had a Porsche Panamera. Oh, those are nice. Uh, yeah. But it's toward... not a Rolls Royce. No.
0: Rolls Royce mm-hmm. is a king car.
1: You know what? The the car that I love right now, and I bought for my for my fiance Julie. Uh, it's the new G wagons, the 2019. This yeah, so man. beautiful. Those man, are the shit. Yeah, so my beautiful. wife has one of those Yeah, They're the shit She's lucky Those are dope,
0: man It's a crazy yeah. car It's they, they redesigned it They made it so that The old ones They had like uh, That old truck suspension mm-hmm. With the live rear and front axles And it was kind of bumpy and shit the I newest, love it, man
1: When you move it When the car moves the, Like the seats hug you mm-hmm. I love yeah. it
0: that's a tank too. Yeah, those doors weigh a thousand pounds. It's crazy. When you shut those things it's like a bank vault. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But there's something about a Rolls Royce, man. That's like a suitable car for a champ. You know.
1: You run around in a. That's Rolls my dream Royce. car, man. My dream car. I even had pictures of before I was even any nothing. I used to have pictures on my on my on my wall of, of all the cars that I wanted a Lamborghini, Rolls Royce. You know, just dreaming big. Right. And that's what I tell a lot of these kids, man. Just dream big. Have have um write something that that you want in life and just keep keep praying for it you know keep wishing for it and, and it, it will come true you work hard
0: yeah if you work hard some people just want to wish no nah, yeah. yeah they got to work hard there's a lot of shit
1: involved right? yeah do you use any sort of a sports psychologist or anything like that um no not really no? You no know, just motivation my kids uh um you know just a person that wants to do better is gonna do better right and th- so, when you are preparing
0: for a fight, do you um, do you ever have moments where you you know you, you find yourself feeling down, or you find yourself not yeah, in a good mental place? No, nah,
1: there's a lot of times like that. You know, because I'm missing home. I'm like, man, I want to go with my kids. I want to go with my girl. Oh, I'm 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 mad, man. I haven't I haven't fucked or nothing, and so <laughs> I'm fucking angry and um you know stuff like that that's what a lot of boxers go through you know because this is a lonely sport you know this is a one-man sport and you know you got to do everything on your own and not on your own but when you go to the gym you have your team but you just after the gym is is what you do you know mm-hmm. i usually just rest watch movies um try to get a show find a show just relax just chill out mm-hmm. do
0: you uh get regular
1: massage or anything yep i get massages um from ar therapy uh, from L.A., uh, he hooks it up like every – I probably – when I'm in camp, I'll get one like two, two times a week, three times.
0: So basically it's normal stuff, just normal strength conditioning, food. Mm-hmm. It's the grind of camp is something that boxers always complain about. It's like That's the hard. one thing is just the, the day in, day out, just hard work constantly.
1: You know what sucks for, for a lot of the fighters too is – Going in there and, you know, your coach wants to weigh you after training every <laughs> fucking time. And you're like, man, and it's crazy. But, you know, just working hard, it's it's, it's everything's going to pay off.
0: What do they like to keep you at? Like, what weight do they like to keep you at?
1: Um, I think like at 255, 250.
0: That's where you feel like you're yeah. at your best? Yeah?
1: I'm at my best at 255, 250. But I gained to, what did I weigh, like 267 for Joshua. Really? uh uh-huh. On purpose? Just because he's so uh-huh. big? Yeah. It kind of worked out a little it bit. It definitely worked out. Now, what did you do differently? <laughs> um, nothing. More that quesadillas? Was, it, no. It was a <laughs> good, just uh, more portion, you know, okay. a little bit more portion. And I was just happy through all this camp, you know. I was just focused, motivated. Uh, I kept telling everybody that I'm going to win, that I'm going to pull out the upset. And, you know, just having those... Good vibes inside you uh, and a fun camp, you know? It was yeah. fun. I enjoyed the camp a lot. The only thing
0: that people worry about when someone finds success, and, you know, obviously Tyson is the best example of it because he's documented in his documentary and he talks mm-hmm. about it all the time, was how things got out of control once he became famous. Uh, things just went off the rails and he just lost his fucking mind. How do, you, how do you prevent that from happening um, to Andy
1: Ruiz? I think just having the right people around you, you know, having the right people around you that want to do good and want you to do good, you know, um, bring you good opportunities, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a family man. I'm always with my kids, with my fiance. So um, that's one of the big blessings that I have. And if that would have happened, I think my dad will grab me by the throat like what the (laughs) fuck are you doing "Hmm." he's always on me so well
0: you seem like a real down-to-earth guy which helps a lot Mm -hmm. you know i mean that that really does it's the the dudes that have feeling like sometimes the ego is what gets you to the dance because you believe you are the the baddest motherfucker of all time but then once you are there and the challenge is met then there's no other challenges in front of you like with tyson Mm -hmm. and each fight is kind of like a done deal before it happens and you just start getting
1: tigers and doing crazy shit you know wrestling with tigers yeah no i um i think the main thing is just remain humble you know um i um i was praying for this opportunity for so long so i'm still going to continue to keep praying and thanking god for all these big blessings that he gave me and you know, just continue to work hard and enjoy my family to the fullest.
0: And you got a good crew of dudes with you,
1: too. You could tell. I know. That's You're saying that's the biggest entourage that I had. And I <laughs> never rode The biggest, I biggest never entourage wrote, everybody's ever yeah, brought in here. I never wrote with a lot of entourage, you know. Really? Just, just with uh, a few of my best friends, you know, friends, close friends that were from high school and some of my cousins and.
0: That's awesome. Stuff like
1: that. Just yeah, family. Yeah, people who know you, who exactly. actually know
0: you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, um this newfound celebrity, like are are they are they giving you like there's other distractions that come your way, like like movie type offers and television shit. You know what?
1: So- I did my first commercial um for Sweat-O-X, it was in and uh it's for a what? Mexico brand. What is it? Uh, Sweat-O-X? Sweat-O-X? What yeah, is it? Sweat-O-X. It's a it's a drink, you know, like uh like pedialyte oh but but it's a mexican version and it was fun man it was really fun i i love doing commercials
0: have you been to mexico since you won
1: i have remember i met the president of mexico i went to los pinos and that was amazing man um andres lopez he's the president for for mexico amazing guy is it wild being in mexico as the (laughs) first ever mexican heavyweight champion it was super wild so many so many fans you know um little kids uh of, um, all types of sort of people coming my way and it, it's just crazy how, how they react, you know, how they yeah. react. They're screaming, like, it's, it's crazy, man. That
0: That must be the, the wildest thing about this is the shift in how people perceive you versus just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And now, like, you're the fucking man. It's,
1: it's no. weird, right? It's crazy. Does it mean, what, is, what, what goes on in your head while all this has happened? Um, that this is just the beginning, you know. This is just the beginning, and you know I don't want to I don't want to lose the title. So the main thing I just gotta stay focused and get prepared for the rematch, you know, because there's more work to be done. So and um, you know I, I want to be the Mexican Rockies, so I want to continue to keep winning and defending all my titles. That's beautiful. Now
0: Joshua is the first fight, and so this will take place in December. And given if you win, what would you like? To, who would you like to face next because it looks like it's going to be a while before they could sort out tyson fury and deontay mm-hmm. wilder um because of
1: contractual shit uh when i win and and i win uh for the rematch uh i would love to fight tyson fury man tyson fury i know wilder uh wilder's there too he has the belt that that i want you know because mm-hmm. i want the wbc belt why do you want that belt because i'll be undisputed if i have that belt you know i have all the belts um in the heavyweight division and i'll i'll be the the new king so um, what do you what do you have now you have wba i have the wba wbo ibo and ibf damn i know damn that's crazy i should have brought them too man should have do you what do you do you have them laid out on your bed no they're actually in my <laughs> at my dad's house they're actually at wow. right my dad's house that's <laughs> Must be bizarre just looking it's, at them, right? They are, man. It's, I was crying, man. Like I said, I was still pinching myself for for weeks. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it's going to
0: last years before yeah, it know. really, really, really <laughs> sinks in. So uh, Tyson Fury seems to you to be like the the best matchup after that.
1: Tyson Fury, I think he's he's one of the biggest names out there. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I like Dil- Dylan White, so you know he mm-hmm. was coming up, but. Um, he got caught he up. He pissed with, He did. Yeah. What did he get? What did he get caught with? I don't know. I think it was PED or something. Some sort of performance enhancing. Joke. I don't know why they do that. Why? <coughs> oh, For I know why. why. I know why. They want to win. Shit. I. You don't need it, man. Look at me. I. <laughs> it. It doesn't look like if I take anything. You know, it's just yeah. all natural.
0: Well, you're consistent, and even though you you carry. Body fat. You're always in great shape. You know, you never have a problem with fatigue. I your have fights. A six
1: pack under my ass. It's in, my in there. Belly, you know, <laughs> it's in there
0: somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's deceptive. You know, there's uh, quite a few fighters like that that you look at them on the outside and you can get real confused. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have always been consistent. Like you had a consistent amateur career, consistent mm-hmm. professional career. Some fighters just like they. Maybe they just feel like they need something else. You know, they just don't feel like they're doing enough and they want it. They want a shortcut. Yeah. You know, it's usually it's usually a bad sign, mm-hmm. you know, and
1: in today's climate, it's look, there's there's Vada testing and there's they're the what, best. You know, yeah. that was my first time getting tested by Vada, and they're fucking strict, man. They mm-hmm. go they They'll go look for you wherever you're at, at your house, at the gym, anywhere. And um, they take blood out. Piss out! I, I liked it.
0: Yes, um, I think it's the best way. And usada is what works with the UFC. Very similar, mm, same mm-hmm. sort of deal. They wake you up at six o'clock in the morning. Hey, buddy!
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> time to find out what's up. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've caught a lot of people that way. They caught yeah. a lot of people. And it's great. It cleans up the sport. You know, I mean, this uh, this is a dangerous, dangerous sport. And it th- is. when people are taking things, they there's a potential that they can hit you when they wouldn't be able to hit you without it. And I mean this is uh something that we all want to avoid we all want to avoid anything <laughs> that could pretend i mean it's already a dangerous enough sport exactly. we're already trying to drugs. kill
1: each other and all that yeah yeah so dylan white is i mean what how long they suspended him for um i'm not sure i seen it on instagram but you know things happen but you know hopefully it gets clean and or, or we we don't know what really happened you know maybe right. it was a team side that put something in it or we don't know.
0: Yeah, it could be. We we catch this a lot with the UFC. Where guys buy a supplement at like a vitamin store and it's tainted. Or even like a diet one, huh? They mm-hmm. they bend that too. Yeah, yeah. Anything that has like a diuretic or things along those lines. Yeah, it's uh, it's a shame. But you know, if 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 they're not using VADA testing and they get caught, then they're just dumb. Mm-hmm. Because then then it means that. That's what.
1: That's why it's kind of scary, you know, fighting over there at the UK. We don't know what they're gonna be letting uh, Anthony Joshua be taking or whatnot, or I don't know. Do you think he takes
0: some shit? I don't know. I'll tell you, tell you what, truth. he looks like he does. He does. Huh? Looks he perfect. looks like it, but <coughs> looks like what um, you would think a movie fighter would look like. You know, mm-hmm. like he's he's just he's built perfect. Like he's got a perfect body. Like you wouldn't want to change anything. You no. know, like if you're making a sculpture, you're like damn, it's perfect, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, you know. But that, I don't know if that's natural. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: I don't know. If he took something, you know, it didn't work. And <laughs> if he if he if he doesn't work, if he doesn't use it for the next fight, I don't know. Who knows how the body's gonna react, or mm-hmm. if he doesn't have it. So, or maybe um, it reacted wrong when he wasn't using it when I fought him. Or that's possible. Who knows? That's definitely mm-hmm. happened before. That's
0: definitely happened before. Yeah. You know, you've seen fighters mm-hmm. that look different because of stricter testing and then they don't perform the same way yeah. they have like real problems, and then also it's confidence if you know you've been cheating and then all of a sudden they take away your secret weapon and then you just you're like i'm fine i'm fine but you in there's a little lingering doubt <laughs> yeah so you worried
1: about that if a fight if the fight takes place in the uk uh you know somewhat but it, it's not going to be over there so he's there, never tested no, positive before right he's never have so you just gave up the ghost, you said it's
0: not going to be over there mm-hmm. so now people've narrowed it down there's yeah. one hundred ninety seven countries now we know it's not going to be in England no, it's not okay one hundred ninety six
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's uh in combat sports, I mean it's always been a problem with performance enhancing drugs yeah you know. everybody's
1: been using it uh a lot of champions, you know from the heavyweight division too. a lot of sure a lot of people, yeah uh, but I don't know. I don't want to try it. I don't want to get caught up.
0: Well, it's it's beautiful that you you haven't had it, and you could take pride that everything that you've accomplished is from hard work and intelligence. Yeah, I'm
1: you sure know? that.
0: So when you look at the landscape of boxing, I mean, right now, uh, what fights are exciting for you?
1: Um, I want to see the Pacquiao and uh, what's his name? Um, Thurman. No. Uh, um. it? Uh, the guy that fought uh, Manny, um, Mikey Garcia. Oh, Earl Spence. Earl Spence. Yeah, Earl Spence. Jr. Yeah, I like him. He's too. a bad motherfucker. Yeah,
0: he Woo. yeah. yeah. Is. And to shut down Garcia like that. Garcia's mm-hmm. a bad motherfucker. He was. I was man. over there in
1: Vegas with him. Mm-hmm. That was
0: funny. Well, when Garcia, look, I, I give it up to Garcia because after that fight, he's like, that guy's the truth. Yeah, that guy's the real deal. He and is. you know, uh, that's beautiful when a guy doesn't make excuses and mm-hmm. says, "Hey, man, that guy's he's." Everybody knew Earl Spence is a bad motherfucker, though. Yeah. I mean, there was no surprise. It I was think just when,
1: once you have him fight like the really elite fighters, I mm-hmm. think that's when all his talents is in a show. Oh, okay. sure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a great time for boxing. Yeah. But Earl Spence Jr. versus Manny Pacquiao would be incredible. Yeah, they're working on it. Is well, that what they're working on? I thought they were working on a
1: rematch it. with Thurman. Uh, I don't think so. No? I don't no, who wants to see that? Manny who Pacquiao, wants to see that? I Pacqu- want to. You don't want to yeah, see it. I think Pacquiao beat his ass. You think super so? quirk, yeah. yeah. It was crazy think, when he knocked him down the first round. I was yeah. like, "Wow!" I think he got too confident. I think Manny Pacquiao got too confident and he got hit with punches that he shouldn't have. You know and I don't know. I think Thurman was just surviving the whole time, but either way, he was connecting really good shots.
0: He connected with good shots. Yeah, I mean, he sure and did. he hits hard. The crazy thing is, Manny is the oldest ever guy to Five, win the welterweight man. title. Mm-hmm. Forty years old. He's won titles in how many different weight classes now? It's more than it's eight. Like right? twelve. I don't know it's something, but it's like eight di- more than eight different weight classes, which yeah. is nuts. Like who the fuck does that?
1: And then maintains his power all the way through. He just takes care of himself, you know. Amazing. I am white rice. It's something. Whatever he's <laughs> doing in the Philippines. So mm-hmm. It's amazing.
0: But, um, yeah, that's a great fight. Um, and then there's Mayweather, who shows up at that fight and st- talking shit. And mm-hmm. I, I think like,
1: that would be a good fight, too, against Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather. I'll watch it. Apparently, according to Khabib Nurmagomedov.
0: Khabib Nurmagomedov is the UFC lightweight oh, champion. Oh, Bad yeah. Russian motherfucker. He's, um, he's saying that, that Floyd Mayweather's people have been trying to get him to box him. Wow, that's crazy. Well, Floyd made that easy money off Conor McGregor. It's, that's crazy. I like thinks, Conor McGregor, too. I do, too? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, a crazy—well, Floyd played that perfectly, too. He only gave Conor, like, six weeks to prepare. You know, yeah. he uh, you know he took the lion's share of the money but gave Conor a shitload. He made a lot of money off that fight.
1: Yeah, man, where they're smart man. Like I said, having the right people with you and— that that give you good opportunities. Uh, those are the right people you want ar- around you. Now, when you were coming
0: up, um, who who were you influenced by? Like who are you a big fan of?
1: Uh, um, of Chavez, you know all the Mexican fighters Morales, Barrera. I got to meet um, uh, Barrera. It was my first time. It was a good honor over there at the Pacquiao fight. Uh, you know Mike Tyson. Um, you know all, all the all the big guys, all the Mexican guys as well too
0: yeah um so you're 29 so when you were when you first starting out who who was uh who was big
1: fernando vargas he was my favorite fighter man fernando vargas i hung out with fernando on a plane once yeah i used to have uh, the same haircut as him i I, I (laughs) painted my my hair that was crazy
0: yeah no he was a bad motherfucker he was a lot of fun to watch Mm -hmm.
1: didn't he he had some reality
0: show he was doing yeah he was
1: doing it with him and his family What is he doing now? Do you know? Um, He's training fighters. Oh, is he? And and his kids, too. They're really talented. Um, Where at? In Vegas. Oh, okay. They're in Vegas, yeah. Nice, nice. Really really good people, nice guys. Um, Oscar de la Hoya, you a fan of his? Yeah, Oscar de la Hoya, too. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, there's so many great Mexican fighters. If you think about one country that produced amazing boxers, I mean, Mexico might be the top of the heap. Hmm. I mean, if you really all stop that, and think
1: about it, I think um, I think we're missing one champion. I think we have champions in all the divisions except for one. I think light heavyweight, maybe. Uh, probably cruiserweight. Uh, cruiserweight. Yeah. I think. I think so, but you know what? At least we got the first Mexican heavyweight champion.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: How's it feel, man? Does it feels crazy. It feels good, you know. Is it? Just by saying I'm going to be um, in, in the records, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, nobody forgets my name, but. You know there's always going to be the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world especially for my kids you know for them to look up and be like wow forever yeah my for daddy no one ever kick take that your away. daddy's ass would <laughs> <laughs> be number 1 I mean you're the first
0: ever there's no one ever can take that from yeah. you that's it forever it's a blessing my in the
1: books this is what I've been working for for so long you know my dad pushing me embarrassing me with my friends um, how do man, you embarrass just by kicking me out, by by telling me, "Come on, we have to go train, get the fuck out of there." And, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's crazy, man. My dad's always been there behind me, so I don't think I would have been in this position if he wasn't in the role of all this. Is your dad a boxer? No, but his dad used to uh, train fighters in Mexicali. Oh, a long time ago. I never got to meet him, but and he never boxed himself. Um uh, no, he was just in the streets. Did he train? No, he'll just see, he just see his, his dad train other guys. I didn't think he had the discipline. I think he was, he was more like a hustler, <laughs> basically. So what was his thought when you first started fighting? well he's the one who put me into it because really? yeah because um i used to, the destroyer i used to destroy everything all the the toys uh <laughs> my mom's stuff everything so i had so much energy as a little kid he just took me to after my first thing was karate i tried karate i was six years old didn't like it it took too long for action or, or whatnot and he put me in the boxing i was six years old and what do you know? I fell in love with the sport. So, what do you mean by it t- took too long for action? Um, I think we, we were practicing too much or something. Oh, like katas and shit yeah, like that, kicking I think in the so. air. And the first two weeks when I went to a boxing gym, they made me spar and they kicked, they kicked the shit out of me, man. They beat me up. When I you were seven? I was no, I was six and a half. You remember because <laughs> I trained a whole year and so I trained right. Um, they beat me up They put me to spar my first time And I was wow. bleeding And I told my dad You know what I don't want to fight no more Like He's like What do you mean You just got to keep training And you're going to end up Beating everyone up And what do you know A year later I end up beating everyone up So your nickname came from you Fucking things up as a kid from fucking things up Destroying <laughs> things I could never have a toy Or Or, or even like a The Game Boy or, or anything For like More than a week or something Because I would end up Breaking it <laughs> So did your parents give you that nickname? Yeah, that's
0: hilarious. Uh That's what a great nickname that because it seems like a tough guy Nickname, but then when you find out it's because you were a little kid and you would break your toys that Uh makes it even better
1: Not just toys, but everything classes. uh, I don't know. It was crazy So it must be
0: wild for your dad to see you come up from a six-year-old kid and you know because of his pushing you and Mm -hmm. trying to keep you in there that you eventually start excelling and winning amateur fight after amateur fight and then Uh, he's really happy man he's
1: really happy and um uh like i said he's really happy he's really blessed He's over here and over there, just enjoying life as well.
0: Now, when you were coming up, did, was there a fighter whose style you tried to emulate? Was there anyone that like really stood out
1: for you? You know, I sparred a lot of guys, and they all of them tell me that I have a my own type of style. You know, they tell me that I have a, a calm, different style than than everyone else, and you know, I kind I like that.
0: Well, that is one of the beautiful things about boxing and all martial arts. Like, There's a lot of people that don't like that
1: term, martial arts, because they don't think it's really an art, mm-hmm. but it is an art. Well, I like, think it's harder, man, shit, from being in the ground and fighting up. It's, it's a lot of things you have to learn.
0: Oh, for mixed martial arts? Yeah, but I mean, even boxing is a martial art. And what I mean is that like, the way you knocked out Joshua, that was beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. For, for a person like me who loves boxing, it was art. Like, you Thank expressed you. yourself in mm-hmm. art. I mean, that's no different than a badass movie or a rap song or a symphony. It's art. Mm-hmm. It's just art with your fists. And, you well, know, I mean, you saw, I'm sure you saw that video that I posted up on my Instagram. Who was the guy that made that video? That that video where he hits Josh and Josh's soul leaves his body? Ray Rock.
1: Oh, and yeah. he goes
0: on the airplane,
1: <laughs> huh? That was a funny man.
0: That guy's amazing. What is his two, Roddy, What is it? Five four what? We're gonna find out his Instagram and give him some props because seven four seven Ray Rod seven four seven. Put that put that up yeah. so we could watch that again. This that guy is a goddamn genius because yeah. he does, didn't just do it with that. He did it with Deontay versus Brazil. He gave him uh, Thanos's uh, power fist. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does amazing uh, anime This one's not on Jamie. Oh, the guy does uh, amazing. Uh, Animation. I mean, I don't even know what, yeah, don't. how the fuck he does something like that, and what program. But this was my favorite. Play, play this, Jamie. I think threw one- <laughs> <laughs> and a- here, boom! Oh. Look at that. <laughs> When you see the soul just leave his body, <laughs> a blue soul. He gets the roller bag. He's on the he's on the escalator. He gets on the plane, and the little Tweety birds are flying around his head. That is hilarious, man. That guy is a goddamn wow. genius. rayrod seven four seven.
1: Thanks a lot, buddy. No, he's genius. It's really funny. How many
0: millions of of views did that shit get? Uh, well, I think. You reposted it, and it got a lot more views than on his page. His got, like, 735,000, but on mine, it was, yeah, it was millions. Nice. Yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy. He's He does a lot of great shit in MMA and
1: in uh, boxing. There's been a lot of that, right? A lot of memes. Yeah, I like that, you know, and now they have my own one, so it's it's amazing. They have your own one what? Like the, the memes that, that that they put of me hitting uh anthony joshua you know stuff like that yeah having me there and looking at it i'm just like wow man that's crazy yeah wild right (laughs) so you uh, you
0: didn't emulate anybody when you're coming up it's not like chavez or or barrera Um, or anybody that you you like tried to imitate their style
1: or tyson yeah of course like tyson you know everybody wants to knock everybody out like tyson and um, Chavez, always going to the body. You know, mm-hmm. I'm one of the heavyweights. I like to hit the body a lot, you know, get them tired. Um, uh, but like I said, I, I think I have my own style, you know. I like, I like my style. Have you had the same trainer your entire life? No. I went through. I learned from a lot of different trainers. You know, my first... Um, real professional trainer was Freddie Roach. That's when I oh, met. Oh, really? Yeah, that's when I met Manny Pacquiao. I love Freddie. Freddie, me too. Um, Such a great guy. Freddie, uh, helped me out through my whole professional career until like the, my 10th, uh, or 12th fight. He had me, so I learned a lot from him. Why did you stop training with him? Um, they sent me to Las Vegas, uh, top rank, sent me over there. Uh, and then, um, some Who guy Jeff, with over there? Jeff, some guy Jeff Grimoja. Some big guy was training me over there. Then we moved from there when we, we went to Abel Sanchez. When I fought for the for the world title for the WBO against so you Joseph were up Parker in, up in Big, Bear, big Bear, with Bear, Abel. I was in Big Bear for I think for like a month and a half for the. So fight. the Joseph
0: Parker fight was the only fight you've lost, and it was yeah. a close decision. Exactly. What's your What was your thoughts on that fight?
1: Um, you know, I trained myself for that fight. A lot of really? people a lot of people don't know the um, the training camp that we had abel sanchez had like eight different fighters fighting at that same time so he was always flying out so he'll just leave us a piece of paper and be like you know what you guys do this do that and on our own you know so that's crazy it, it kind of sucked why did he do that uh obli- he was obligation to to go to the other spread fights, himself you know? too thin yeah
0: that sucks <laughs> i'm a fan of abel sanchez too he's a bad motherfucker
1: yeah he sure is you know i appreciate everything that he's done for me so knowledgeable but for that fight um i think i needed the the right trainer and moving with manny robles and estreita it was was the best thing i could have done you know because those guys are really on me just two two guys just pushing you and one telling you this one telling you that and Mm -hmm. it's just good you know it keeps you focused and so when Abel was training you and you were training by yourself, you're up there in Big Bear and training Bear. by yourself How were you going nuts? I was going hella nuts, like, man What and, the and, fuck
0: and, am I <laughs> doing up here? There ain't shit to do There's I was, like I one was,
1: movie theater I was going back and forth from my hometown, you know, because I live in Imperial Valley I live like So that's what, like four hours, right? Like three hours from Big Bear And um I was just going back and forth and I wasn't really focused for that fight, you know, so um, A lot of people don't know that. that, Wait, that did, I think you, that's did you did you fight White Parker in the UK? No, I fought him in New Zealand. Oh wow, New Zealand right. and his hometown too. Oh wow. So I think if I would have been over here with Manny Robles, I definitely would have won. Well, it was a close fight. It was a good, it was a good fight.
0: What when you think about what <laughs> what went wrong? I mean, this is it's it's always so important for a fighter to have to experience a loss. Because a loss sort of lets you know, like, hey man, you don't want this feeling,
1: you know. And and I didn't want to lose no more, you right. know. And, and that, that's when, exactly, that's when everything went down. And uh, me having problems with uh, top rank and um, them not letting me go. And Al Heyman helping me out. Al Heyman is the the man, you know. He's a man right now, and he helped me out through through everything to get me out of the the situation. And and giving me this opportunity so top rank did they make you train with Abel like how did how did that set up yeah we end up going over there with Abel Sanchez um, you know it was a, it was a good good idea at first but we didn't know it was gonna be like that right because he's just got too
0: many up too many mm-hmm. fighters, too many obligations and mm-hmm. Triple G wanted to believe in him as well right yeah
1: Triple G went with Jacobs Anthony Jacobs or something like that mm-hmm. um, but uh, but Triple G is a good fighter, you know. I seen him over there at the fights too. So he's amazing. Good, we're good friends. No, he's
0: amazing, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm really interested to see his rematch if they try to do a rubber match. He's strong, Kamala.
1: man. Me and him wrestled over there in Big Bear. You like, wrestling? Literally wrestling, and this guy picked me up and. Jeez, <laughs> he's strong, dude. Man. Those Russians are a different kind of yeah, human. They're strong. They're man. built different. They got yeah, different tendons or something, something. <laughs> but he's strong.
0: No, he is a bad motherfucker. He's a, he's a really friendly guy too. Mm-hmm. He's always he smiling sure he and shit.
1: He's humble. He, yeah, I get along with him really good. We're over there going crazy together. Why were you Big wrestling? Um, it was just some something that some some drill to warm up and and um, grabbing our fists by. I mean, our hands, like shaking our hands to get to get strength in our forearms and shaking your we, hands to get yeah strength. it was like can can we do it it's sure. like, like going like that like oh uh, just uh, just squeezing so was, yeah we get like uh cramps right here really yeah his forearms fucking big too oh i'm He's sure strong.
0: but why not like do like a wrist roll we or something do that like one that.
1: too but i guess i don't know that's how just their style it, of like doing it picking each other up and how Crazy weird is this
0: shit? So was Abel Sanchez gone with him too, or did he? was he focusing on no, Triple G? No, um,
1: Triple G was in training at that time. He had uh, different other fighters he had to go. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he was just in camp. Mm-hmm. So then you left Abel Sanchez, and now you're training with? With Manny Robles and Estreita at the Legends Boxing Gym in Norwalk. So that... Is where you feel like is your best fit. Yeah, that's I'm um, comfortable right there, you know. Um the gym is beautiful, facilities really big, um you have everything that you need, but for the um Reese Joshua too, uh the train camps gonna be in the mountains, somewhere private and you know, so we could just focus and get ready for the So you're gonna do it in Mexico, fight. right? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. do it in Mexico. Nice. Um, did you like training at altitude at Big Bear? Was that the first time you had trained at altitude? No, I, I went there a few times and, you know, I like it. You know, the first few weeks is, is hard, you know, it's mm-hmm. really hard. You get tired fast and, um, but I did like it. But
0: when you come back down
1: to sea level, you, you feel the benefit? I, I feel the, 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 benefit, the, I collapse more, you know, more oxygen in your body, your brain.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, um, when you go to Mexico, do you know what altitude you're going to be up up there? There's going to be high in altitude, too. Because there's like a point of diminishing returns. So people feel like once you get above like 6,000, 7,000, 8,000, the idea is that you can't work hard enough because there's just not enough air. Mm-hmm. Like they think that 5,000 is like the perfect line. There's there's a lot of weird there's, – There's you know, people have had – Different philosophies when it comes to training at altitude and now many people feel like you should actually live at altitude But you should train at sea level because they Mm -hmm. think that you when you train at sea level You could put out more output you could do more work and then you go and live up at altitude So your body acclimates to the low oxygen and you develop more red blood cells. That makes sense. Yeah So have you thought about doing something like that
1: or are just going to stay up there? Yeah, I'm just going to stay out there just for a few months, you know, and a few months and come back down, finish, finish it up, finish the camp for like a month and go where I'm going to fight that I can't say.
0: Well, you're in such a great position, man, and you. you're only 29 years old. So like your athletic prime, particularly as a heavyweight, is like you're
1: like three or four years away from your prime, mm-hmm. which is really crazy. And that, that's a good thing, you know, I'm still young. I never had um, big wars, you know. I've never been hurt, thanks to God, you know. And every fight that I have, you know, I always pray for me and, and the guy that I'm fighting you know because I want both of us to go with our families because I have two friends that have died, from one from Mexicali and one from Costa Rica that I know personally. So it's scary, man. It's really scary.
0: It most certainly is. I mean, there's no getting away from that, man. It's It's... It's a fucking scary sport. Yeah. When you think about your career, do you have long-term goals? Do you have like a day that you like a time where you want to get out of the you sport? You know what?
1: I wanted to retire when I was thirty-five years old, and um, I said that on a piece of paper, like I like I was telling everybody to, if you want to if you want to go or something, write it down and all that. And I said that I won't. I wanted to retire when I'm thirty-five, so we'll see. Why thirty-five? I don't know. I just had that number. Seems, seems like a right. good number. Uh huh. What do you think you would do if you weren't boxing? Um, do the houses. Uh, my dad is a contractor, so uh, we we buy lots and we make houses from scratch, you know, and we sell them. We resell them or we rent them out and, or make uh, uh, a lot of apartments, you know, condos for the people that can't really afford—what's What what's that called? My dad does it. Low-income houses? Low-income houses, um, apartments like that in my hometown, you know. Well, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: for fighters— the thrill of fighting is something that is impossible to recreate. It's almost like for a regular person to experience what you experienced when you knocked out Anthony Joshua when Joshua gets counted off, the referee waves his arms and you're like, "Oh shit, I started jumping open, like, "Oh my God, rabbit. you did. you went nuts, man, <laughs> but I mean that feeling you 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 all of a sudden you're the heavyweight champion of the world that i mean if you could sell that. That, look at that. Look at you right there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, I felt like so many stuff um, from my bag just came off, you know, because so much pressure, so much oh, yeah, man. stuff that was going through my mind.
0: I mean, everybody was stunned. The whole mm-hmm. crowd was stunned. Everybody was, and, But the crowd was on your side. It was really wild, man. When you were teeing off on him, man, the, the roars of the crowd. And when it was over, when the referee just shook his hand and waved it off, like that high – is What bleeds fighters back in the ring when they really shouldn't be they chase that dragon?
1: Yeah, and that's what I want to do You know make a statement that everything is possible, you know all the fighters that That have low confidence or something in themselves, you know anything is possible. Just work hard and you know the opportunity will come Do you think you'll ever train fighters me? Yeah. No, I think the only person I would train would probably be like my son or at first, you know because it's not really good to be training the son, and well, it depends what kind of relationship you guys have, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think my son, I'll be training. I'd rather be like a promoter or something like that. Do, do my you think own you'll promotions, do that? I, like I, Oscar? I sure will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's so. That's in the works. ARJ Promotion. Oh, so you're already Come in soon? Really? You're already you know? in? Oh no shit! Wow, that's
0: That's, we're, we're,
1: that's the plan, you know. Uh, first, I want to focus on the fight and and all that. I don't want to jump. In conclusions of doing all kinds of other stuff, I want to focus on my fight. And um, after that, or when I want to retire, I want to get fighters from Mexico, give them the opportunity and, um, you know, learn learn like Oscar La Loya. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's
0: beautiful, man. Yeah.
1: Anything else? Anything else you want to tell people? Um... You know, just to tune in uh, December in December Anthony Joshua Against Andy Reese Or, and, or and Andy Reese Ruiz Versus Ruiz. Anthony Joshua Uh-huh Two. You're the top billing now, man yeah, exactly. You're the champ Thank you But um, You know uh, Just gotta work hard, man Work hard Stay Stay humble Stay disciplined And just focus on the on the rematch.
0: Well, Andy, listen, man. You're a great guy and a great role model. Thank you, I you know? appreciate I think that. for young kids to look up to a guy like you who's a really nice guy who's also a bad motherfucker, mm-hmm. it makes them realize, hey, you know, <laughs> you, you don't have to be a dickhead. You don't have to be mean. You yeah. could be a real cool dude who even prays for his opponent exactly. and still be the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to you, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank it, man, very it. much. And good luck to you in Thanks December. Thanks for having me, Thanks here. for coming yeah, here. on, brother. You're going to be Thank there, you.
1: man. I'm going to give you some tickets oh, for you. Shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You're gonna be there.